0: Welcome to Ghostly.
1: Can sleep paralysis be attributed to the paranormal?
0: As always, we're your host. I'm Pat.
1: And I'm Rebecca.
0: Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or a paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real-ish. Mm-hmm. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and give you the listener or get you the listener prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And if you're watching on YouTube, because this will be a YouTube video as well, you can go ahead and hit that bell after you hit subscribe down below right there and that will allow you to see notifications whenever we come out with something and we have big stuff going on on YouTube right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's been so much stuff going on lately. Uh, Rebecca, how have you been?
1: Uh I've been been good. Uh you know, it's um it's been Uh, busy uh, with ghostly stuff which is good I don't know if the listeners have checked it out yet but I've been doing a series called Rebecca's creepy bedtime stories on YouTube Uh, and we put it on Facebook too and uh, I try to read some some old uh, old time ghost stories uh, and poems and some old lore Old lore. There you go. Some uh, some good creepy stuff. And uh, I really enjoy it. So it's been keeping me busy. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. How about you? Uh,
0: I've been super, super busy, uh, of course, with ghostly stuff. Uh, We've got some stuff planned out and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, you know, it's just been crazy busy at work because I work from home from I.T., so that means that it's extremely busy right now because nobody is used to working from home, right? <laughs> so, therefore, yeah, I'm crazy busy, mm-hmm. and I'm missing the real world. And I probably look like I should be doing some kind of woodshop YouTube channel right about now, right? With the beard and the hair.
1: It, yeah, I can't tell um, the hair so much because of the way you're, you know, looking on yeah. the on the on the whatever video thing but and the, uh, zoom thing? the zoom thing i guess yeah. um but your beard i can tell is a little a little longer
0: yeah it's a little longer and uh so the governor here just uh said another month so My beard is going to get so long, it's going to be insane.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. My hair is going to get long, but that's all right.
0: You know, here's the thing. The governor didn't consult my beard guy before extending it out. He
1: probably should have, right?
0: Right. They should always talk to my beard guy first. I do. Before making any move, I talk to my beard guy.
1: Any big decision.
0: Yeah, exactly. So more importantly for this episode, since Uh COVID-19, how have you been sleeping?
1: Oh, good question. See yeah, I went there, you know? Yeah, that was excellent. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, it's been hit or miss. So I I think at first it was, it was hard, um, you know, lots of thoughts racing in your mind and all of that. Yeah. Uh, it's gotten better, I would say, uh, over the last few weeks, um, settling into a routine. How about yeah. you, Pat?
0: You know, actually, probably a little bit better. I mean, there's mm. been a couple of nights. I... So, I have uh some sleep problems too i I am a chronic insomniac, uh, although it hasn't really had an effect on me um in the last few years but there's been a couple of days where I would wake up at two o'clock in the morning and stay up till like five o'clock in the morning. Wow, I have no idea why, but i don't have to be at work until later. I mean, I would wake up early to take the train and everything so mm-hmm. it's it's been affording me a little bit more time to sleep
1: that's good that's good that's silver lining
0: absolutely so rebecca (laughs) would you like to tell them about our big major project coming up on may 8th Mm -hmm.
1: so i know may 4th is
0: your day right may
1: 4th is my day i'm very excited there is going to be a mandalorian making of mandalorian so i get more baby yoda so um you know, anyways, that's a big day for me. But uh, May 8th, uh, which is a Friday, I believe, right at eight o'clock, yeah. uh, we are going to be doing Chicago's Paranormal Panel. Yeah. It's going to be ghostly. It's going to be our favorite Bob After Dark, right? With not yeah. only Bob Anderson, um, but his friend, Steven, who his I know His former is
0: host, Steve. Former yeah. co-host, Steve, Steve. Michaels.
1: Steve Michaels, who is a wrestler, He's right? a
0: professional wrestler. Sorry, yeah. you know
1: me. I don't know the wrestling so much, but uh-huh. very exciting. Uh, and moderated by Mataragas, our friend Nick Mataragas. <laughs> moderated
0: um, by Moderagas. Oh, geez. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, but the best part, the biggest reason that every single person listening to this podcast needs to tune in is our special guest is Ursula Bilsky. Are she, you fangirling a little bit? There? I am fangirling a lot. She is the name in Chicago paranormal. You know, Richard Crowe was the name for a lot, a lot of years. And she is absolutely, you know, his successor. And uh, she's written books. Uh, We saw her at a panel at C2E2. And she was amazing. She was amazing. She was, I got to say. She is going to be on our panel uh, virtually, right? We're going to all be doing this virtually uh, on May 8th. And where can can they find this
0: panel if they want to watch so, it so on may 8th at 8 p.m. if you go to youtube i don't know if you guys ever heard of that website before youtubecom podcast, or just search for ghostly podcast you will find it and uh, that is where it's going to be happening we will be taking questions and stuff from the audience
1: mm-hmm, we already have of Chicago ghost stuff
0: we already have like 100 people that want to go So, yeah, make sure you get in there maybe like a minute early or so, you know, just to make sure that, you know, the bandwidth can handle it (laughs) because Ghostly has been known to kill some bandwidth.
1: Uh, Yeah, that that can happen. But no, we're going to talk about a lot of great Chicago ghost stuff. It's going to be super fun uh, and I can't wait.
0: Yeah, probably a lot of stories that you've actually heard on the podcast already. Yeah. But there's going to be new perspectives to all of these because Ursula is going to tell us the story behind everything.
1: Uh, she knows so much. She when does. we went to the panel uh, at C2E2, we, we learned th- things about stuff we hadn't heard. So it, it's great. Can't wait.
0: Absolutely. So, do we have any listener mail?
1: We do uh, feel, oh, awesome. yeah, we've got a continuation of our listener mail from last time, uh, so this one was a little bit longer, so I've been breaking it up into, uh, I, think this, I think this is going to be a three-parter.
0: A three-parter, think, okay. Three-parter,
1: so this is part two. Two. Hey. Um, part two. Uh, so this is from our listener, again, we're calling her MJ, uh, MJ. which, you know, for us in Chicago
0: that's and so uh we are recording this on a sunday which right now is uh last dance last which dance. is the michael jordan's last year the bulls last year but it's michael jordan i mean come on
1: right right it, uh, anyways if you're in chicago you're watching this show so you know yeah it's great uh anyways okay so the the last uh, on the last episode we started so if you haven't listened to that You know, I recommend going to listen to that. Um, She talked about the family moving into a new home after having their first kid um, and lots of creepy things, lots of sightings, a haunted woody doll uh, were just the beginning. Um, So here's what happened next. Okay. In August of 2018, we decided to move across the street into 1906, whatever that address was, uh, a three-bedroom, 2 bedroom It was 1908
0: house. before, I believe. Oh, said. okay.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So it was across the street. Um, it was exactly like our old place, just with one more bedroom and bathroom. We upgraded because we were getting ready to have another addition to the family. Yay. When packing up the old oh, 1903 was the old house. Oh, Uh, We had moved all our boxes into the dining room. It looked like a mountain of boxes in various sizes. Behind the boxes, I had seen a dark humanoid figure standing there watching. Yeah. Not moving, not doing anything, just watching. It seemed like it was looking at all of the boxes and trying to figure out what was going on. Once we had moved everything to the new place, we started to notice the lights being on at random times in the old place. We had friends come over shortly after moving into 1906, and they asked if someone had moved in across the street. We said no. We haven't seen anyone come in or out of that place since we took the last box out. Puzzled, they said they... I thought they had seen someone standing in the front window looking towards our new house.
0: <sighs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So there's more to this story that's going Oh, right?
1: again, word <laughs> is, it keeps going and getting crazy. Wow.
0: Wow, that first, is crazy. It
1: is. <laughs> for the first few weeks, living in the new house, everything was good. Nothing weird was going on. We had our daughter and it seemed like all the weird feelings that we were having at the old place were just gonna stay over there until one day my son had been looking out the window, transfixed on something, and kept asking if we could go outside. Seeing that it was a nice day, I thought it would be a good idea to get out of the house. As right? we were getting ready yeah, Oh right. man,
0: I'd love to get out of the house, right? Ah, oh,
1: be so nice. <laughs> As we were getting ready to leave, I let him open the door. He opened the door and waved at nothing. Little kids are so creepy with that. Then moved out of the way as if to let someone in. Weird. I had thought, weird I thought, but we went outside to play in the yard. The feeling of heaviness around the back of the house came back. I wished it would have just been like the last time, but now the entity got braver and would wander around the house. When I or my husband would be doing anything around the house, we would constantly see out of the corner of our eyes, a shadow. We would turn and nothing would be there. The entity would peer around corners. When taking a shower, you would feel like someone was standing on the other side of the curtain. Ooh, that freaks me out. Yeah. 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 On several occasions, it even tried to poke us through the shower curtain. See that's the thing. It's one thing to say that like, "Oh, I felt a presence on the other side of the shower curtain." It is another to say that somebody poked you through the shower curtain.
0: Wow. Especially the- mine cuz it's a little moldy. Really <laughs> gross. That'd be really, really gross right about now.
1: Oh my god. Actually, you know what? This is I, I kind of I grabbed a bunch of this story, but I think I'm going to save the next part. It, 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 we're going to add more wow. to the story but i think the sh- the creepy shower and the kid letting the entity back into the house is enough creepiness so
0: he was play. like he was like after you
1: i am like oh hey i remember <laughs> you from the last house come on in <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i mean oh man oh. oh yeah.
0: thank you mj for that uh <laughs> can't wait to can't wait to hear more of it i mean yeah. that's just That's just freaky stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Uh, uh, did you want to talk about how they can send us their stories?
0: Yeah. So, yeah. um, Do you know the phone number off the top of your head? Because I do not. That is a
1: really good question. Uh, So
0: there's a couple different ways you could send us your stories. A lot of people either DM me on Twitter with stories, which they're great. The uh, other people will message us on Facebook or Instagram. The best way are the next two ways, and Mm -hmm. that is to send an email to info at ghostlypodcast.com because me and Rebecca both checked that, so then we kind of let each other know that there is a listener mail, and then now we have the Ghostly Hauntline Yeah. you can call and leave a voicemail message where we could just play it on the show so Rebecca doesn't even have to read it.
1: Right. Well, and, and you don't have to write it out because I yeah. know that's a lot of people are like, you know, I'd love to send you my story, but I really don't feel like typing out my story. I just would rather tell you my story. So if you want to do that, here's the phone number. It's six three zero four four eight two one three eight six three zero four four eight two one three eight and you just call, leave a voicemail. No one's going to answer. Don't worry about it. And, uh, and if you, it, you know what? If you mess up or something, you just be like, oh my gosh, I messed up. And then, you know. Call you right back. Call then. right back. <laughs> Do it again. That's fine. Right. Uh, and, you know, you can say this is anonymous, or give us your name. Uh, and we will definitely play your creepy story in a future episode.
0: So, uh, there are a couple things that I wanted to get into. Uh, first of all, now would be the time that we would shout out our new members on buymeacoffee.com. We didn't get any new members, Rebecca. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we don't have any names to shout out to. Um, but you, if you would like to buy us a cup of coffee, which actually doesn't have to be necessarily coffee. I mean, that's just <laughs> what the site says. Um, but you could head over to uh, buy me a cup, uh, buy me slash ghostly podcast, or just go to ghostly podcast website and you'll see a button on the top right hand corner says buy me a coffee, and just follow that. There is you could either buy us a single cup of coffee, or you could do a membership. I mean, ghostly costs money, and uh, we appreciate all the coffee that we can get.
1: Yes, we, we we drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> Working, at
0: we ghostly. do. Um, <laughs> Starbucks lines have been forty-five minutes for me lately. I don't know about you, Rebecca. So yeah,
1: mine's about a half hour. Yeah, depending on when I go. So yeah, it's um, but it's it's worth it. Um, yeah, because because otherwise... it helps with
0: ghostly. Because <laughs> I don't know if I could stay up late and do all the research that we do without coffee. So.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. Just saying. Uh,
0: but there's another way that you guys could give back to the podcast. That is absolutely 100% free. Mm-hmm. You can just leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We especially love those five-star reviews. I mean, I'm just going to say.
1: I mean, I'm just, you know, like why yeah. do it if it's not going to be five-star? But
0: you know what? We will read any review <laughs> on here. All new reviews we will read. We have two from this the last couple of weeks. Uh, how about I'll do the first one. You do the second one. Sure. So the first one is from Chewy Chunks. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Chewy Chunks um, says, Pat and Rebecca, you are podcast rock stars. I mean, how do you feel about that, Rebecca? I, do you feel that's like very a nice.
1: Star? No, I, I don't. But that's, that's cool.
0: Uh, then uh, there is a an emoji in here that is a face with stars for eyes. (laughs) I don't know. It says, I love how you start with a captivating ghost story and then go in depth with the history. I love that part too. (laughs) Um, Behind each episode. Thank you so much for making me think as well as smile. BTW, by the way, I am equally split between team skeptic and team believer. So team ghost gnostic.
1: I love it. That I think instead of go uh, uh, team in between. No, not a thing. Uh, We could do team Ghostnostic.
0: Ghostnostic. I love it.
1: (laughs) All right, our second review is from Rachel and she uh says my favorite show and hosts i stumbled i know i stumbled upon this show when podcoin was a thing podcoin is no more but my love for ghostly Aww. lives on the playful chemistry between the hosts pat and rebecca sets the stage for an en- engaging intriguing entertaining and educational listen pat skeptic takes a look at the history of the episode's I, topic i do Yep, and you
0: do, do that part.
1: Followed by Rebecca Believer uh, covering the lore. The hosts then debate the topic and finish up with closing arguments. Uh, they then invite the listeners to decide by voting on a Facebook poll or on our website. You can also go to yes. the website to vote.
0: Yes, you can. Um,
1: to tell if the haunting or the paranormal subject is real or not. As an added bonus, it turns out that the show is based in, in the Chicago area, which has given me the privilege uh, of the opportunity to meet the hosts at events uh we have in fact met rachel uh yeah, a couple
0: times she's couple super times. nice.
1: she's amazing uh, and nice. i cannot um overstate how wonderful these two are to their listeners which is super sweet to say um give them a listen and if you ever, ever have the opportunity to meet them in person do it um unfortunately right now there's not really a lot of opportunities <laughs> to meet us in person um, but we're hoping by the fall maybe there'll be an opportunity um you know, but uh and until then come to our uh panel, you know. Yeah have that opportunity to meet with us. But Rachel, that was an amazing review. We really appreciate it. Uh and Chewy Chunks as well. Um, we, we really appreciate mm-hmm. both of those.
0: So. Thank you guys so much for the reviews. We really appreciate it. What these reviews do is they allow more people to find us. Mm-hmm. It puts us in better placement on Apple Podcast. Uh, and it also, when someone's looking for a podcast, oftentimes they they check for reviews there first. I know I do. Yeah, definitely. So please head on over to Apple Podcast uh, and leave us a review. If you do not have an iPhone or a Mac computer, even on your PC, you could download iTunes and give us a review. <laughs> That's the easiest way to do it. So. Um, yeah, I don't think we need to do the polls this week. Um, no, we do them no, all the time. We so. need to
1: do the polls every I week. I am you so say worried this. about this
0: one. Jack the Ripper was like a scary story. And it was I... a
1: scary story. Okay. So our question was, uh do Jack the Ripper and his victims still haunt this earth?
0: I still say you should have went with uh or. Mm-hmm. Does Jack the Ripper or his victim still haunt the earth?
1: Uh, Well, we didn't. We went with both um, because that's what I talked about in the episode. Um, So we actually had, yes, 33%. No, 67%. So you won again.
0: I'm, I'm no. That's me. Yeah. Wow. So no,
1: I will not be listening to any more complaining or let's not do the polls because you've won like the last two polls two or three i think two or three polls my friend so my believers out there uh this one i need you to come through for me because uh it's really i've got some creepy stories today so
0: you absolutely do but um i'm gonna i'm gonna say this right now scientifically i don't think that they have merit so (laughs) i'm gonna save that for the debate though too so okay Uh, Now that we got all of our other business taken care of, it's time to get into this episode, Rebecca. Mm -hmm. Uh, This episode's topic is something that really, really terrifies me, actually. Uh, I'm not playing this up. I am super freaked out about anything that affects your sleep. And to this horrifying degree, it's just amazing.
1: Well, I mean, whether it's paranormal or scientific, still scary. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And I'm not
0: 100% sure where this fear of mine comes from. Uh, it is something that I've had for a very long time. Uh, it just really creeps me out. I, I actually get the chills, and I feel very uneasy talking even about sleep paralysis. So this is going to be a very hard episode for yeah. me well,
1: to get I- through. I felt that way even reading about it. I was like, is reading about this going to cause me to perhaps have this happen to me? Like I, yeah, no, it was not a, it was a scary research. Yeah.
0: So let me tell you how I came up with the idea for this concept. Um, It was at Elgin French Festival. Uh, I I might've tossed out the idea to Rebecca before then but we didn't really, it wasn't something that we were super excited about or have that much interest in, in pursuing necessarily. I mean, it was always on the back burner kind of thing, but at Elgin Fringe Fest, we were hanging out with some of the other memoriam development artists. Um, make sure you check out memoriam com to see all the stuff that they have going on. Um, me and Rebecca are a part of memoriam development and, um, We, you know, totally support the other actors in there. Uh, I am not sure how we actually started talking about the topic, but out of nowhere, our friend Amanda just started telling us about her experience. And I was legit horrified. I mean, let me say this. Amanda comes across to me like she's a total skeptic, bro. Remember, that's non-gender specific there. Um, But she clearly isn't, you know. Um, I think maybe what scares me the most is how many people experience some form of sleep paralysis. And almost every one of them attribute this to the paranormal.
1: They do. It's a it's a uh a, a i think it's like six percent of the population or it's it's a big a big percentage, and yeah. of that a the largest majority believe that it's paranormal um, yeah
0: what, what one out of to ten them? people one out of ten people will experience some form of sleep paralysis throughout their lives, and it yeah. could be a one off episode or mm-hmm. it could be a ongoing thing
1: yeah. So even um, if
0: you have never had it before, it's good to know about it in preparation because one in ten people will (laughs) have it. It
1: could happen to you, any time. Right? Yes.
0: (laughs) (sighs) So, are you ready to do the ghost story?
1: Yeah. So, um, this
0: sounds so happy about that. I am like, (laughs) I am. I really might have just pooped my pants even talking about this. I'm just saying.
1: All of our children listeners just laughed really hard. So they like that Well, good, good, (laughs) Um, good. No, this one – so I picked a story. It's not super long, um, but I wanted to just give a traditional – when you think of sleep paralysis, trying to define what it is, kind of what people often think of. Um, and I modified it a little bit. It's from a website called nosleeplessnights.com.
0: Oh, that's, uh, that's a really cool sounding website.
1: Yeah, right? Uh, all right. You feel a weight on your chest pressing you down and preventing you from sitting up. And not only is your whole body paralyzed but you can't so much as move your lips to call out for help. You're not sure who or what is pushing on your chest. It's too, it is too dark to see. You just know there's a presence there, something strange, something frightening. After minutes, hours, you are finally able to move your toes, and then suddenly you are awake and the feeling has passed. You then stumble to the bathroom to make sure your face isn't decorated with demonic symbols. It was a classic case of sleep paralysis. Wow. Yeah, uh, right? Just a terrifying thought. Just waking up. Uh, can't move. Stuff's is. happening to you.
0: <laughs> oh my God, this is so creepy to me. Um, so what we, what we were thinking about doing is playing amanda's interview because we did get a chance to actually uh talk to amanda about this on well video or whatever zoom just recently and uh we got her complete story the one that gave me the chills from that night the one that horrified me Mm -hmm. the one that i had trouble sleeping because i thought of amanda's story as i was laying in bed that night
1: yeah Uh, so we
0: thought we'd play it for you Um, be mindful that this, the audio quality is not going to be great. And the audio quality in ghostly is not up to what it usually is because we are using zoom so that we could socially distance ourselves. Yes, And, um, although, you know, um, Amanda does a great job. There are some audio issues with the, with the interview, but we still believe that you get the idea And I might have to take out a couple of words, Mm -hmm. because while ghostly might be PG-13, Amanda isn't necessarily (laughs) (laughs) PG-13.
1: Mostly she is. Uh, But it's really creepy hearing the story in her own words.
0: Absolutely. And then after that, we are going to take a break and we will see you at the history in just a second. Well, I want to welcome Amanda Davila to Ghostly. You've never been on Ghostly before, right?
2: I have not. It's
0: and very exciting. Um, I've known you for about like, what, seven years now, I want to say.
2: That sounds about right. Yeah.
0: Six, seven years. And during this whole time, I had no idea that you had the creepiest story that I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. How is this even possible?
2: I, I I don't know. I guess you don't listen to me when I talk. I listen oh, to you when you
0: talk. There it <laughs> <is>. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh and Rebecca's known you for about like what three and a half years, I'd say
1: something like that. Yeah. You know, this, yeah, that we sounds were, about right.
0: We were both shocked when you told us uh your story. So um yes. and let's just get into this whole thing. You are a improv comedian, you mm-hmm. are a photographer, you are yep. an actress, you are a singer, you are Oh my god, there's so many different things that you do except you They're are not a I, painter.
2: I, I do I am not a well, <laughs> I'm kind of a painter. Oh, okay. I am um, not a good painter, but my paintings <laughs> okay. have brought people joy. So yes, that is yes. very, true. very yeah. true. I consider that a success. <laughs> right? <laughs> Did I miss anything? Yeah. I don't think so. I pretty yeah. much just consider myself an artist
1: because you are
0: yeah. You are an artist. You're Thank. by true definition of artist.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, wait, we didn't hear you there for a second.
2: We'll see. I didn't comes... say anything. Okay, oh, okay, good. All right. Your mouth did. <laughs> your
0: mouth moved.
2: No, oh, I think it was on a delay. <laughs> yeah. oh,
0: okay. All right. So do you wanna just start this by telling us your experience with sleep paralysis?
1: Um, I guess. I mean, do you wanna start when do you remember when the first time? that this happened to you it's been it was when I
2: lived alone for the first time which I don't know if that's just purely coincidental or what Mm -hmm. but um yeah I was living alone for the first time and that is kind of when I noticed it happening it started happening fairly frequently um it wasn't always at night it actually was often like during the daytime, I would come home after work and because I'm, I'm a night person, I'm not a morning person, but I was working a job where I had to get up at a normal time regularly. I
1: can't imagine you doing that. That's very odd to
2: so, me. So often I would get off work at three or four o'clock in the afternoon and go home and take a nap because I had probably been up till 3 a.m. and had to get up at seven like a normal person. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's kind of when it started happening and it was happening fairly regularly um, so basically, there, there have been a couple different iterations of how it happens. Um, but at that time, I would fall asleep or not realize that I had fallen asleep. Generally speaking, I have no idea that I'm asleep. I know that a lot of times sleep paralysis is you're completely awake. But I think I'm usually asleep, but in such a lucid state, I don't know that I'm asleep. Hmm. Um, so I would be in bed and I, I sleep on my side, usually my right side. That's just my comfortable side and something, something, I could feel it jump up on the foot of the bed. Um, couldn't move or sit up to look at it, to see what it was like. The first time it happened, I'm like, "Did one of the neighbors' pets get into my room like what is happening?" but I couldn't move to look at it and wow. I just remember laying there and like trying to will myself with every fiber of my being to actually be able to sit up and look, but I couldn't, but I knew something was there um and then finally, when I get the will to move, it's like I'm awake now, and the sensation is gone, and whatnot so this would happen somewhat regularly not all the time but every time it did happen this this creature would get a little bit closer to me so like it started at the foot of the bed and then I could feel it walking crawling up the bed like to the back of my legs Mm. and then eventually to like the middle of my back and then at one point it got so close I could literally feel it and hear it breathe. On me and breathing into my ear, like like this, like rough, like <sighs> like I could I could and I could feel it. Wow. Um, and then I was actually just telling my husband, who was in the room earlier, I'm like, yeah, because he's like, what? what it, explain this to me. Like, I know this is a thing that happens to <laughs> you, but like, it doesn't happen when I'm there. I'm like, no, it happens when you're there, but it's different. Um, so the One time that it was the most terrifying, uh, he had said goodbye to me in the morning. I didn't have to be at work that morning, but he did. So this was several years ago. He said goodbye to me in the morning. And I didn't think that I had gone back to sleep. I thought I was still awake. And because something that I have noticed is it doesn't happen if the bedroom door is closed. Okay. It only happens if the bedroom door is open. Okay. Um, so he hadn't closed it like he hadn't latched it. He just sort of like half-assed closed it, but it was still ajar. And I remember like he left and I heard him leave and had no recollection of going back to sleep whatsoever. But I remember looking and I heard this creaking sound and I saw the bedroom door open. And I was like, why is the bedroom door opening? But I couldn't move to sit up and look. And then I felt the thing jump up on the bed, crawling up the bed behind me, breathing in my ear. And then I'm trying to move any part of my body to touch this thing, to prove that it's actually not there, or maybe it is there and there's a logical explanation to it or whatever. I can't move. I can't turn my head to look at it. I can feel it right up in my face. And then I just feel this like claw-like hand reach over and grab me. And, that is when I sort of woke up and sat up and I realized that it had been apparently three hours since he left. Like I looked at the clock. It was Uh not 7 a.m. It was like in the 10 o'clock hour. Um, so that was, (laughs) that was the scariest time. Um, and I think it was after that, that I started closing the bedroom door. Um, so uh, it wouldn't really happen, but then when we would go to bed together, he wouldn't always close the bedroom door and I wouldn't always think about it now when I have someone with me I still sleep on my right side so it's like it can't get behind me because there's somebody else there but that's Mm. when I would wake up and the sort of more traditional like shadow person like the crone that you hear about would be just standing at the side of the bed looking at me okay
1: wow It's like everything scary and crazy yeah. that you ever hear. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of times
2: it's been a giant insect. Like I'll wake up and I'll just be like this big spider beetle, like right on the pillow, right in my common thing. So it's like, I don't know. It's like if it can't crawl up in the bed behind me, it's just going to sit off the side and stare at me. I'm kind of used to it now. So it's less scary than it used to be. Like, I remember telling some of my coworkers about it when it first started happening, especially when like the closer and closer and closer thing was happening. I didn't know what it was. And they're like, Oh my God, like you need an exorcism. Like you're (laughs) going to die. You have a demon. (laughs) And I'm just like, I don't know if it's a demon, but it kind (laughs) of feels like it might be a demon. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my, experience. and it hadn't happened in quite a while And so oddly, a couple weeks ago, it happened again for the very first time. And then oh, like wow. three or four
1: days later, you guys were like, Hey, do you want to be on the show and talk about uh, sleep paralysis? <laughs> oh <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> was yeah. it one of the ones where it was, you felt it behind you or what? It of was the behind ones? me. Yeah. Cause I was
2: by myself. So.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I do have a couple ah. questions though, if you don't sure. mind me asking. Um, my first one is, um, do you have any sort of recurring nightmares besides this thing you know like in general
2: um i haven't in a long time but i i have in the past yeah
0: do you feel that you're like a a healthy sleeper like when you go to sleep that you you know pretty much are pretty sound asleep most of the time or do you Generally feel
2: speaking, that yeah
0: okay um all right hmm. the next one would be was there any other paranormal activity that happened to you before this occurred?
2: Um, I mean, I think that I've probably encountered ghosts or whatever before in the past. Nothing quite so freaky and vivid like, you know, things that that I think were possibly paranormal but that could also just be easily explained away. Nothing sure. nothing like this this is this is something completely different,
0: wow, wow. wow. okay, because um, it
2: it feels so real. It's like I am awake, and i this thing is happening if if I could just move, I could prove that it's not real, but you can't move so mm-hmm.
0: so so when i I mean, like I never thought that you were a believer in these kind of things. I would have pegged you totally as. Hashtag Team Skeptic.
2: Really?
0: And I would have <laughs> the whole time I've known you. That's why I never even thought to ask you about any of the, this kind of stuff. So um, would you consider yourself a believer before all of this happened?
2: I am a believer, yeah. I think before. that before this, yeah. yeah, I've pretty much always been a believer. I think that logically, probably... Ninety-nine percent of the paranormal claims out there are complete bullshit and have some sort of logical explanation, but I think there is that one percent that maybe doesn't.
1: So,
0: okay, um, Rebecca, do you have any other questions?
1: I, no, add? I will. That, yeah, I mean that's interesting um, to think about, and I, I guess, um, have you done any reading about? sleep paralysis or did this encourage you to do that or have you met others that have similar experiences or anything that you've learned Um, about it?
2: I haven't talked to too many people that it's that it's happened to like it happens to me um I don't know how I even came across sleep paralysis being a thing Mm -hmm. but once I started hearing about it then I did start reading more about it because I was like this sounds like a thing that has happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the most common is you're sleeping on your back, which I don't sleep on my back. So mm-hmm. you're sleeping right. on your back and the, the quote unquote crone, which is the like long haired, creepy shadow person mm-hmm. is sitting on your chest and you can't move. Right. That seems to be the most ubiquitous form of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Like I said, mine. Since I maybe because I sleep on my side and not on my back, Mm -hmm. mine crawls up in the bed behind me unless I'm, you know, not alone. And then it stands at the edge of the bed and just like glares at me. Wow! Wow! And the uh, the insect thing is not a thing that I even thought was related until I read that that's not uncommon either. Oh. So okay. I don't know.
0: Did you ever hear Vox's story about his uh, sleep paralysis?
2: No, which is odd cuz Vox and I have had a lot of late night conversations about a bunch of crazy stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, uh Vox was at a missionary and had some, you know, experience there and then he um when when he got home, he was, you know, sleeping in, in his bed and uh he remembers um like he had a he had a cassette tape playing at the time and mm-hmm. you could see like a red glow from the radio and when he looked over there he could not see the red glow and he couldn't move and he couldn't do anything uh, so there was something blocking that so like he says there's something there okay um but then you know it got a little religious he Pretty much, you know, did in the name of Jesus Christ kind of thing, I believe. I'm not sure. We'd have to re-listen to our episode with him.
1: It was, well, Um, it was somewhat, I think he connected it to what he had, what had happened on his missionary trip and and whatever. But yeah, he had an incident that kind of seemed like sleep paralysis. But I don't know if it's something that's happened since then. Him, okay but we'd have to yeah, this is yeah. something it happens to me with some regularity yeah
2: and i it only happens when the door is open and i don't know why so i, I that's what makes it super closed. creepy
1: to me like even like without that like, detail I, you you could be like well you know it's a thing and like you're half in twilight zone and you're feeling something or whatever but the very fact that it only happens when the door is open makes makes it much creepier to me.
0: Yep. Yeah, well the whole and story guess, is creepy in general. I mean sleep paralysis in general is something that I have a difficult time thinking about because I mean I've had I I am not a good sleeper. I I wake up a lot. I toss and turn all night long. I I've actually woken up doing stuff. Um I remember when I was younger you I black? No, not exactly. It's really weird. Like I I remember waking up and running outside and I was in like my boxers and I started looking through the bushes for something. Now, I know that I am in control, but I had this urge that I had to do this to find something. And I lived on a semi-busy street. So cars are driving by (laughs) honking at me. And um, yeah, I eventually was like telling myself, I got to find this. I got to find this thing. And then I stopped for a second and was like, wait, what thing am I trying to find? Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized I was, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go back inside. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. I could totally see something like that happening to me, although it's never happened to me, but that is very terrifying to me.
1: So, I mean, it, and how this has been going on probably what, more than 10 years? I mean, it's more been than a while. 10 years, yeah. Yeah. So, because
2: like I said, it started happening the first time I lived alone, which. I don't know if that's
1: just coincidental. Well, I was going to say, do you have a theory but... about why it happens to you, or anything? I mean, you don't have to, but I just wondered if you had any thoughts. about I, it. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's
2: be- because it seems like when fl- sleep paralysis, generally speaking, is it's it's a scientific phenomenon. For anyone who might be listening that doesn't know. Currently, it's a scientific phenomenon where basically your your brain wakes up, but not all parts of your brain. So like your consciousness wakes up. So you like, you can see what's going on and whatever, but the part of your brain that controls your body is not awake yet. So that's why you can't move mm-hmm. because your body paralyzes you while you're asleep so that you don't go out in traffic looking in bushes for some random object. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's literally the opposite of sleepwalking, where your consciousness is awake, but your body's not. Whereas you're sleepwalking, your body's awake, but your consciousness is not. Yeah. Um, So I don't know why it started happening to me, but it seems like I'm, even though it's very lucid and I would swear that I'm awake, that perhaps I'm not awake when it's Hmm. happening. Hmm. Usually when I'm dreaming, I know, I, I actually most of the time know that I'm dreaming Mm. like, Oh, this is probably a dream, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know. Yeah. Mm. And the fact that it would happen less when someone was there, but like, it was like the thing couldn't get in the bed. So it stood alongside the bed and was very angry about it. And yeah, I've been sleeping with my door closed for, I don't know how long now, but I happened to not be alone a couple weeks ago and he left. The door opened and it happened again for the first wow. time in quite
1: a while. So, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, maybe it's a safety thing. Maybe you feel safer with somebody else around.
1: But and... it happens when someone else is around. But yeah, it doesn't
0: or... happen that often, though. It's and it started alone. when you were alone. I mean, it's I'm just tired. saying. I'm just saying. You know, I'm not I trying to debate it. Yeah. Um, besides the first time being alone was there and which is pretty significant in itself was there any other significant event around that time that occurred that you could think of
2: I mean I was living alone because I had had a boyfriend and we broke up but I'd moved to Chicago for the first time so I was actually like alone alone Okay. Yeah. So I thing. part of me wonders if this is like not like some creepy, scary entity, but like some type of familiar that comes to me in my
1: uh, subconscious. There it is. Nice. Well, why know.
0: would it be that close to you, though? Right in your ear? I mean, do you feel terror when it's happening or do you feel like, mm. oh, okay, this is just happening? Because you're, you're pretty I, tough. Now that I have so.
2: some idea what it is, it's less scary. Okay. But... It's still scary because it's not something that's supposed to be happening. And the first few times it happened, it did scare the shit out of me because I'm like, there's something in my bed with me. Why is there something in my bed with me? This is not a thing that should be happening right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. All right.
0: Wow. Yeah. I I mean, it still just terrifies me. I don't know. (laughs) I could I could handle all the ghost stories all day long, but you give me something like this,
1: <laughs> and I'm
0: just like, oh no. <laughs> did you
1: watch? Did you watch the uh, new haunting of Hill House? That was yes. And they had there was a character yes, that had and sleep the
2: the sleep paralysis and the whole bent neck lady thing like that's very traditional. Mm-hmm. Aside from the twist that they threw on. Mm-hmm. on it, that's a very traditional sleep paralysis thing to see that shadowy mm-hmm. long haired figure and not be able to move yeah. like that's I don't regardless of what it is. This is a phenomenon that happens to people all over the world and all of the stories are so similar yeah. that mm-hmm. in itself is fascinating to me. It whether It is it's collective unconscious and yeah, whether it's explained by science or not like just the fact that that is a thing that can happen is crazy to me
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I well I think that's about it I don't really have any other questions <laughs> okay. um yeah. so what do you got going on right now you're doing are you still doing photography find you? right now
2: where um so Honestly, with the pandemic, all of my upcoming shows have been canceled because yes. no one can gather in groups. I know I was going to be in your show. You were. I know. Um, we'll I was do very it. excited about those
1: shows.
2: <laughs> so that's that's a difficult question right now. Um, you can follow me as a photographer at Have Camera or Have Camera World Travel Photo HCWT Photo on Instagram and Facebook. There you go. Um, you can also check out Memorium Development, which is a production company that I am a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, we and do we podcasts. Are as well, so, yeah. Yes, you are yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, we do podcasts, obviously, yes. and uh, you're associated scale-
1: with Ooh. that freak of the week that uh, Ghostly uh, is familiar with. Uh, I don't know if you know exactly the host. If you've ever met the host, uh, the
2: guy's very strange. I don't want to tell him. His name's David. I don't really want to tell him about my sleep paralysis because I think he'll just stay locked in the basement again. Right. He's yeah, been making probably. big strides, so I'm not going yeah. to talk to him about that. We'll but that alone, the show but. is pretty good. Freak of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think and you've I, actually been on more podcasts than I've been on. I think I've you're been the on one person. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely <laughs> have. Um, but (laughs) But recently uh, Freak of the Week, um, well, we can't say the name of the one because we can't swear. So, um, Mr. Wiggly, Uh, you've been on that several times.
2: Mm -hmm. I've been on all of the Memoriam Development podcasts. So if you check out memoriamdevelopment.com or Memoriam Development on Instagram or Memoriam Development on Facebook, um, any of those podcasts, I'm on at least one episode. (laughs)
1: There
0: you go. Actually, there's one that you have not been on yet
1: that's right More I an am incubator
0: not gonna... because you're not okay. a nerd and you would you won't play Dungeons and dragons with us i guess
2: no nah, it's not my thing man <laughs>
0: not your i thing. can't be
2: involved in everything pat i do have to occasionally try <laughs> to sleep with my monsters okay so
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well thank you so much for coming on ghostly we really appreciate it yeah. thank you
2: for having me i'm so excited to finally come on wow yeah. it's
1: fun and we will definitely link to your uh half camera will travel um uh, stuff on our show notes so yeah, people should definitely cool. check Cool. Right. Not,
2: not much uh, ghostly-related, although I do have some cemetery photos on there that people might think are cool. I don't know. but
0: Yeah, you know. have some from <laughs> Nolens, right?
1: Of course. Mm. <laughs>
0: Nolens. Good stuff. Nolens.
1: Nolens. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, he said Louisville the other day. <laughs> it didn't go Louisville. well. <laughs> yeah, <that> was- <laughs> Louisville? Yeah. Louisville, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was hey, just-
2: I'm
0: Southside, okay? I've got an excuse <laughs> for all of this.
2: He just sits in his French room with his weird cloudy backdrop and...
0: Oh, actually?
2: Ooh, how nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I try to go with a different background each time I'm on There you go. Yeah, Yeah, just to, you know, throw some stuff out there. I don't know. Just images I have sitting around. I hope the police never raid my computer because they would see some pretty sick stuff in browser history because of the images I use for Ghostly.
2: So. <laughs> I'm sure that's, that's the only reason, yeah. yeah. That
0: is the only reason. I'm sticking with that right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Amanda. We really appreciate it. No uh, problem. Hey, guys. What I've learned over the last couple of years is the key to a really good podcast is two things, getting plenty of Apple Podcast reviews and lots of caffeine. You can help us with both of those. Head over to Apple Podcast, write us a review, and if you feel up to it, you could even buy us a cup of coffee. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash ghostlypodcast or just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on the Buy Us Coffee You can sign up for a membership or a one-time donation to us. It would really be appreciated. All right, Rebecca, are you ready to get into the history?
1: I'm excited to hear this history. I am very curious to hear uh, about all of this. I think it's either going to make me feel better about it or more likely make me more creeped out.
0: Well, during the history, I try to stay very impartial. I mean, I am a skeptic, of course, but I really try to give everybody a solid foundation to both sides. Uh, and I believe I did it in this. There is some science towards the end, but there is a lot of believer part toward the beginning. So all right. take it for whatever it is. I'm not sure if this will help you at all, though, <laughs> as far as your fears. Okay. Um, okay. So sleep paralysis itself, this was a uh, term coined relatively recently compared to how long the phenomenon has been happening. This condition has been around for thousands of years and has been reported all over the world. Canadian Inuits believed that shamanic spells could paralyze a person and produce hallucinations during sleep. The Japanese culture referred to it as kana shibari. Kana meaning metal and shibari meaning to bind or tie and is associated with a kind of sleep demon that strangles the victim while they lay in bed asleep. Wow. Uh, There's also legends from China, Spain, and Brazil that describe shapeless creatures, intruders, and ghosts as the perpetrators. If we look at it in more modern day culture, there is also a belief that this is when the aliens are abducting people because Um, they will sometimes see humanoid beings with large bug eyes and (laughs) believe the aliens are conducting medical or even sexual experiments on them.
1: Wow. Well, you know, we heard about that with our Shadow People episode as well. Yes, absolutely. As a similar kind of phenomenon.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, No matter where this is found or what time period it was found in, It is often believed that a horrific creature is attacking its victims while they slept. The first clinical description of sleep paralysis was published in 1664 in a Dutch physician's case history. Hmm. And I'm going to quote from this Dutch um, physician's case. um, In the nighttime, when she was composing herself to sleep. Sometimes she believed the devil lay upon her and held her down. Sometimes that she was choked by a great dog or thief lying upon her breast so that she could hardly speak or breathe. And when she endeavored to throw off the the burden, she was not able to stir her members. And while she was in that strife, sometimes with great difficulty, she awoke of herself sometimes her husband hearing her make a doleful inarticulate voice so yeah that was the physician uh the dutch physician and he referred to this um being as incubus or nightmare um like a like a horse mare
1: oh interesting
0: so that gives us a very old-school folklore idea of how sleep paralysis was thought of over 300 years ago. But let's look at how the fact uh, let's look at the facts with a more modern definition to it. okay mm-hmm. Sleep paralysis is a state during waking or falling asleep in which a person is aware but unable to move or speak. This usually only lasts for a couple of minutes, but during an event, The person it is happening to often says that they see things or hear things, like shadow people or demons. If you haven't checked out our shadow people episode, it would be a great follow-up to this because oftentimes they go hand in hand. Mm. Oftentimes people see shadow people when they have sleep paralysis. What's interesting is that in a lot of cases, it's actually hereditary. And it happens more often with people who have consumed alcohol before bed or that meditate before bed. I meditate a lot. I was
1: going to say, you'd think that'd be a positive thing to meditate. Wow.
0: Yeah, but you put yourself in this like trance-like state Mm. that allows for that in-between state. Also, uh, this is where it really creeps me out. It can be combined with narcolepsy. Hmm. So... Imagine the inability to stay awake at all times mixed with this sleep paralysis that you believe someone's attacking you. It would mm-hmm. literally make someone's life a living hell. Wow. Yeah,
1: that would be that would be a bad combination.
0: It would be definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sleep research is a pretty new thing. So there isn't many treatments that people can find, unfortunately. Uh, oftentimes, the doctor's only solution is to reassure the patient that this is a common thing and generally not not a serious condition. Uh, they may try working on forms of sleep hygiene. I have the worst sleep hygiene. Uh, like, oftentimes, I will be on my phone in bed, or I will be in, I will lay in bed during the daytime. I I do all kinds of things wrong. Okay. You're supposed to go to bed. And go to sleep at the same time, not like read a book or anything
1: like that. Mm, okay.
0: Also, cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, that's when they condition you. Like, I used to watch this thing on, I think it was VH1 or MTV, where they did this with people with um, OCD, I want to say. And some of these people were really freaked out about, like, one of them was freaked out about walking a baby down the street. And or no, driving, driving around babies mm. in carriages. So what they did was they took a bunch of dolls <laughs> and threw it at the car as she was driving by. So that's like the cognitive behavioral therapy. And sometimes they use antidepressants because um, they have shown signs of helping. <laughs> uh, I would believe more because it changes your serotonin and melatonin levels because uh, that seems to have a lot to do with things. Hmm. Uh, so let's look at the science behind this a little bit. Although I'm going to save a lot of this for our debate. Sleep paralysis is a form of night terror. I'm sure we could both agree with that, Rebecca, right?
1: I would say it's uh, it's definitely a night terror. Yes, that's true.
0: Night terrors are part of a group of sleep disorders called parasomnias. All right. Uh, these conditions manifest as behavioral disorders associated in particular with with the waking up or waking up during sleep. They usually occur just as you're about to doze off or just as you're about to wake up. Kind of like you're just about to doze off whenever I talk. That's when these (laughs) things can happen to you. Uh, There appears to be three different types of hallucinations. So we have the incubus, which that comes from that uh, Dutch doctor. Right. Uh, This is the feeling of weight or pressure on the chest while being choked or suffocated. Whew. That is horrifying.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think with Amanda's story. They weren't necessarily because she's always on her side when it happens that she doesn't necessarily feel the pressure as much on her chest, but she felt it on her back and on yeah. her side. You know, there's some sort of pressure on your body for sure. But traditionally, it is most often right on the top.
0: She, she has a combination of the first and second one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so the second one is intruder in the bedroom. That is traditionally some kind of horrific presence or spirit which is then personalized and interpreted through visual, tactile, and kinetic cues.
1: Mm. Which, yeah, definitely something.
0: Yeah. Um, So the third kind is vestibular motor hallucinations.
1: That's Mm. the feeling
0: of disassociation with the body or like like an out-of-body out experience.
1: Like you're looking at yourself kind of Yeah,
0: thing. oftentimes you're looking at yourself or you feel yourself rise above your body. Mm. Uh, it can also be attributed with the um, same kind of feeling like, like, have you ever had that where you're falling asleep and you feel like you're falling all of a sudden and mm. then you actually like are like, whoa, you know, yeah. you,
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> and you're like laying perfectly in the bed that whole right. time. Yeah, that is it's similar to that. Just like times 10.
1: Oh, that. wow. OK, yeah. Well, those are always scary to me. And I do have that happen to me. So
0: I think everybody does.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, hmm. People will often feel this horrible sensation after long flights or Hmm. after drinking. Uh, Also, it is known to come out more often when you are feeling emotional changes in your life, such as high stress levels. Okay. And that's all I've got for the history section.
1: Well, that's a lot. That's more than I... I didn't realize how far back it went. Um, I had seen some things about other cultures, but that was yes. really interesting that everybody's got a different name for it. and Yeah,
0: well, of course, it's different know. languages.
1: Yeah, but still, just like a different way of thinking about it. You yeah, know? absolutely,
0: and, yeah. absolutely. Super creepy. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, do you want to take another break?
1: It's time for another break.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: ghostly society it's Rebecca how you doing I hope ghostly is bringing a little joy to your life want to know a way you can spread that joy into all of your life buy some ghostly gear we've got ghostly shirts sweatshirts even cute little onesies we even have hashtag team believer and well I guess hashtag team skeptic too visit ghostlypodcast.com slash store to get your ghostly merchandise today ghostlypodcast.com store
0: All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, I know this is a difficult episode to get through. Um, I am—I I was shaking a little bit during during our break there, so I'm glad <laughs> I got to breathe a little bit in between.
1: Yeah, well, we're about to get into the into more scary stories. I'm yes. excited.
0: Uh, I just wanted to say something before we debate this topic um, to you and to our listeners. Mm-hmm. We are debating if this can be a paranormal event, not if this is terrifying to its victims. I believe it definitely can be especially traumatic to have one of these conditions. Uh, and I just wanted to say that I am sorry if you experience this and my heart hurts for what you have to endure. Please don't take my debating to be in any way dismissing of your pain and suffering i i I want to make sure to put that out there i me and Rebecca were talking about this during the break. Whether or not this is paranormal or not doesn't matter as much as the feelings that that you have after having this, so I am totally um i I totally don't want you to think that i am I am dismissing that
1: yeah I mean we are not debating whether or not this happens. It's a, yes. more about the cause of it, uh, yes. you know, and it's it's definitely for both of us, no matter what you, you – if you have this, no matter what you think is the cause of it, it is definitely a terrifying thing, and we, we are definitely sorry that you have to, to deal with it.
0: Absolutely. Um, so Rebecca's got some evidence. You know, I think I might just – um. have you present all of your evidence first and then I might go because I only really have one thing to say. I mean, it's a drop <laughs> the mic moment, but I mean, <laughs> I, I really feel that it should, it should all go for one thing then.
1: Okay. Well, again, I'm going to, uh, I've got three stories that I okay. found online um, that I want to share. Uh, but if there's anything you want to comment on as we go, just let me okay. know. That uh, I'm scared? all right so uh our first one is from reddit of course an anonymous redditor uh and i actually saw this on a couple different websites but i i went to to the source here uh it happened once in my sister's room i was lying on my back and noticed a dark figure jumping from wall to wall alone it wasn't the most terrifying experience I have sleep paralysis often, so I didn't even bother telling anyone else. The next week, I was sitting at the table with my sister, and she told me she had a weird dream. Her first time with sleep paralysis, and she described the exact figure in detail.
0: Oh, wow. So he never th- – oh, so I didn't – I wasn't aware that he never told her about
1: No. It. I, I guess I don't know if it's – we don't know if it's man or woman. I assumed it was a – uh, they were sisters, but yeah, they could be brother and sister. Yeah. Well, the only uh, but, thing I'm right. going
0: to say. The only thing I'm going to say specifically about this story mm-hmm. is that the shadow figure is very common to um, to people that experience sleep paralysis. In mm-hmm. fact, I would say that that's the most common thing that people see mm-hmm. when they do experience sleep paralysis.
1: Yeah, pretty creepy though that they saw the same thing. So, uh, all right. Sure. <laughs> so uh, our next story. Um, Is from a BuzzFeed article, and it was submitted to them from uh, an Emily B. uh, via Facebook. I'd woken up in my dorm room. It was a stormy night around four in the morning and still quite dark, though there was a yellowish orange light from a street lamp outside. Quick aside, I have noticed in several stories the yellow-orange light is a common... The concept that shows up in these stories. The window at the foot of my bed had been left cracked open and was banging in the wind. I got up to shut it and stumbled back to bed, lying on my right side facing the wall with my eyes closed. Similar to Amanda. It began with tactile hallucinations. I felt as if a pair of slightly clammy hands with thick fingers or gently stroking my face, in particular, my lips, eyes, and ears, and prodding at my mouth. Eventually, this feeling gave way to prickling pins and needles all over my body, and I felt very cold and buzzing, as if I were electrified or covered in static shocks. At the same time, a heavy ringing began in my ears, very loud, and in an even tone. It was at this point I got the sensation that there was someone else in the room very close to me. I was able to open my eyes, and I felt this weight pressing down on the left side of my ribs and shoulder. The light from the street was blocked by a shadow, and I realized the shadow had a solid form, a squat creature with cat-like features and claws though humanoid and compact. It was about three or four feet tall, sitting on top of me. It had pointed ears and pale yellow eyes with no pupils. I couldn't distinguish its face beyond the outline and its glowing eyes. I knew it was a demonic force of some sort, and I tried to scream. I felt the air leaving my throat, but I only heard a faint whimper. I don't know how long this lasted, but eventually, the apparition was gone, and I was able to move. I got up and turned on my bedside light and sat up until dawn.
0: Wow. So that's kind of like Amanda's insect uh, that she said that she sees.
1: Or like the – there's a painting I put on uh, Instagram, um, and I'll, I'll definitely share it in the oh, show yeah, yeah. notes with like a demon, little demon imp Kind of creature sitting on a oh. um, uh, the chest. I, this one was just interesting to me because it's everything. There's the yellow light, um, the buzzing, people thinking they almost have like um, tinnitus. fresh um, tinnitus. tinnitus, right? Uh, <laughs> which I have in real world, unfortunately, yeah. that's my my nightmare. But uh, anyways, and they, you know, and then having that pressure, it was like all of the things in one. Um, the only thing it didn't have is some people hear a whisper, but yeah that was creepy and
0: amanda talked about hearing the whisperer too yeah
1: she did she did yeah. so, so this
0: story is very similar to amanda's to me
1: um, the right hand side which is very unusual yeah. usually it's on your back
0: yeah absolutely mm-hmm. uh okay um i have nothing specific to say about this story in itself
1: okay We'll so. wait till we'll wait till after this next one, then, and then okay. you can go for it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so this is um, another Reddit, uh, but I got it from a uh, Ranker.com. What Again, is
0: Ranker.com? So yeah. it's like ranks Reddit.
1: Yes. So oh, it, like okay. takes the, it looks through Reddit and finds like the top stories. And oh, this okay. one is it shows up as a number one on a lot of lists. Actually. Oh, really? It's super creepy. <laughs>
0: Oh, I don't know if we could handle this
1: one. Oh, okay. Here we go. All right. All right. I almost only have them when I sleep on my back during the night. So the most terrifying time was when I slept on my chest during the daylight hours on my couch in the living room. I thought was—I uh, thought that it was a coward that only came in the dark of night, but it came back to prove me wrong. Coward. Every, coward. Uh, <laughs> every single incident was at night except this one. I chose to take a nap lying on my chest with my head turned to the left away from the sunlight from my living room windows. I awoke around 2 p.m., unable to move, only this time I felt that my right leg was slightly elevated. Each of my experiences beforehand were different in that I was being held down and choked by a dark silhouette. I would try to yell, but nothing would come out. I would panic and begin to pray, and then it would let me go and leave. This time, though, it dragged me off the couch and was yanking me violently with my face down in broad daylight where I could not see it. I truly thought this thing was finally going to kill me. I'm a 33-year-old man in good health who isn't scared easily, but in that moment, I thought I would never see my children again. I prayed that God would protect me, and he did. A veil of darkness lifted from the room from where I was on the floor. I could see the sunlight from the window shift forward several inches. There was a handprint on my ankle where it grabbed me and dragged me and had five fingers like the hands of a man. I had a large terrier mix at the time and he was clawing at the back door and growling like I had never heard him do before. I let him in the house and he was snarling and baring his teeth running from room to room chasing something that I could not see but had heavy footprints on my wooden floor. I watched my dog chase after this thing to the corner of my yard and it wasn't until he came back that I realized my dog almost clawed halfway through a two-inch thick wooden door trying to get in to protect me. I blessed my home with oil that same day and I haven't had trouble since.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, Um, right? That's an escalated story. like That one takes paralysis and then adds another layer into it.
0: Yeah, a lot of people turn to religion during this time, and it doesn't matter what religion that they are. Um, Like Vox, uh, in our story with The Exorcist, um, interview with an exorcist, Mm -hmm. uh, he had talked about having uh, some uh, sleep paralysis, and his story was very spooky, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say that same survey that talks about how most people feel that it's paranormal also says the number one reaction is prayer. Yeah, um, that's the number one reaction people have to it. So that, that was a reason I wanted to include this story as well, just to represent that idea.
0: Wow. Yeah. All right. So I think I'm going to tackle the whole thing first and then I might come back and talk about this. Uh, the, well, actually, no, let me just say my one point about this one mm-hmm. is um, so if if this person was, exp- this man was experiencing this um, and uh, he was really freaked out, he was probably making a lot of noise, I would imagine. Maybe mm-hmm. tossing and turning, maybe screaming even. Uh, so I believe that's what could have got the dog riled up. Mm. And if you take the dog out of the equation, this story isn't as creepy as any other sleep paralysis story. You know, Even though it's number one on Whatever ranker, Reddit, whatever. <laughs> well,
1: I think part of it is to the, the fingerprints on his ankle.
0: I think that could have been him.
1: Mm, I think he could
0: have grabbed his ankle and did that. Hmm. Um, I think a lot of times these wounds and stuff that happen during sleep are self induced.
1: <laughs> I do I wake, wake up do, with a lot of I, bruises.
0: <laughs> I do too, and I think that I've done them. <laughs> you know, I was hidden myself or moved in such a way. And I'm an old man now, so I get hurt pretty easily now. <laughs> so I, okay, so I actually compiled a bunch of things together to uh, talk about this actual condition. Again, I am not dismissing anybody's pain or um, trauma that they've, that they've felt because of sleep paralysis, because that is a really serious thing and it would really freak me out. And I have a lot of problems sleeping. So like, I could definitely see this happening to someone like me. Like I have restless leg syndrome. I used to wake up screaming, um, because, um, like I would get leg cramps so bad in the middle of the night that, I mean, I would scream bloody murder. You know, it was like, like at the top of my lungs, my parents would run in the room and <laughs> <laughs> there I was just holding my calf, you know. So mm-hmm. um, so the condition of sleep paralysis can be triggered by sleep deprivation, psychological stress, or abnormal sleep cycles. I have a lot of <laughs> abnormal sleep cycles, especially when the weekend comes, I like to stay up late. And then it messes me up for the whole week. So I could definitely see how this could um, interfere with all forms of your sleep. Do you agree with that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, The underlying mechanism is believed to involve, um, involve a dysfunction in REM sleeping. So your rapid eye movement sleeping. Diagnosis is based on a person's description. Other conditions that could present similarly include narcolepsy. We talked about that. A tonic seizure. So that's um, like when your body freezes up on you. Mm. Uh, And I'm going to mispronounce this one so (laughs) bad. Hypoclimatic periodic paralysis. Hypoklemaic. I don't know. Something like Um, that. What that is, though, is uh, it's like a uh, extreme muscle weakness that's caused over a short period of time. Um, researchers are investigating how low potassium levels actually interfere with, with this uh, condition, which I do oftentimes have problems with uh, potassium levels. So I am really freaked out that this is something that could happen to me. That's why I get leg cramps. I have Mm. pretty low potassium. Um, So they have actually hooked people into wiring harnesses while they slept and that they experienced bouts of sleep paralysis. And it found that the brain mimics conditions such as forms of dementia and Parkinson's disease. Now, it's not saying that if you have sleep paralysis – you're going to get dementia or you're going to get Parkinson's uh, disease. It just has similar effects to the body as those things do. Um, which to me, it really points to it not being paranormal at all. It, it seems to be more biological than anything else. Uh, a French neuroscientist, Miguel Gervais, um, noticed that was my best French
1: Very impression. good, very good. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs>
0: <Woo-hoo. Michael>. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to all the French Gervais. people listening. Yeah. Michael Gervais. Mm-hmm. Um, Notice that it was happening in the back of the pons of the brainstem, an area called the sublet row dorsal nucleus. This plays a critical role in muscles atonic during REM sleep. So...
1: I was gonna say, can you put that in like layman yes. terms of what's yes, happening? What you think yes. is happening?
0: Yes, yes, I can. So <laughs> what? So when this is happening is during REM sleep. Often, REM sleep is supposedly our deepest uh, sleep, and it's the one that's the most beneficial for us. So people that have REM disorders, um, which by the way, great band REM, <laughs> um, they the people that have these disorders always have um, always have physical effects to them because this is like the the most needed portion of your sleep and your body goes through cycles it you know i think it goes through rem sleep 3 or 6 times in an evening i'm not sure the exact number but it does do cycles of this so what's happening they believe is that people are kind of waking up during the REM. Now, REM allows the eyes to move, rapid eye movement, and it allows you to still breathe because you'd be dead if you weren't able to breathe during this. So it allows your chest to move and allows your eyes to move. But what's interesting is it does not want the other parts of your body to move at the same time as it. The reason for this is that you would, um, during a dream, you would kick yourself or hit somebody or do something. Um, so your body kind of locks itself out. It tells the muscles to shut off. And what they're saying is during sleep paralysis is that you're, um, you're actually waking up during the REM portion of your sleep when you're half in dream and half still, um, or half awake. So you're able to see around you, but you still have some dream aspects. So imagine that you were having a dream and all of a sudden you woke up. The real world is around you, but it took one portion of your dream. This um, usually is during the during a nightmare, too. So it would take the scariest part of your dream, bring that front and center to you, but lock the rest of your body, just allow you to move your eyes and keep breathing. Does wow. that explain it in
1: uh, Yes, I, that makes okay. more sense. Yes. So,
0: What do you think about that?
1: Uh, I mean, I think it's interesting. I've got more. I, I, I think I maybe want to save too much of my response for the final argument. But I, I guess I will just say, I think the part that is the most compelling, <laughs> Compel? no, not compelling. No, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. The most confusing for me is how universal the things are that people see. So, you know, if we're saying that it's taking a part of your nightmare and putting it into your reality or, you know, your visual reality, why is it almost the same or very similar for most people for thousands of years? Like, it's not that it's just like, you know, I dream about my, you know, this is the the nightmare I have. And so therefore, you know, here's the, the scary thing from my nightmare. It's like, no, it's the same thing that it's the hag. It's the shadow person. You know, there's like these, the, the troll, you know, whatever it is. And so I don't, you know, there's only like three or four things that people seem to see. So I don't quite understand how there isn't some, element in there that is kind of outside of just being a scientific explanation. I mean, to me, beings could maybe put us into this state that you're describing um, in order to, you know, um, explore or frighten us, you know, something.
0: Yeah. um, Well, I mean, a couple of things about that. Um, And since we didn't really... I didn't really debate any of your topics. I think we could spend a little bit more time with debating this then. Um, so there's an old idea that some people dream in black and white and some, pe- some people dream in color. Even people that have never seen black and white TV, uh, some people dream in black and white. And that's not necessarily true. When we are dreaming, we're not actually seeing something that's all imaginary, right? We're not seeing it through our eyes, at least. We're seeing it through our brain. Our brain is processing it, and it can make up whatever it wants. It could make you into every character of your dream. It could, uh, it could make you know you a different person. It could time jump, and th- these are things that often happen during dreams. So, what I'm thinking is that um, maybe this shadow figure thing that we see is. Um, our brain, um, that's how it sees it in the dream, but in the actual dream, it would come across differently. It would be more colored. It would be, you know, it would mean something more to you than when you're half awake and half asleep. But the idea though that I'd really like to focus on is they have actually studied people while they've had sleep paralysis. They've actually had people in labs and they have witnessed sleep paralysis. So it's not like I mean they would have seen beings coming in. there would be proof of that there there is none unfortunately. Um, there is only proof that it is that it triggers things neurologically and because of that, because it's all seen neurologically to be the same thing, therefore I, I you know, your idea that everybody sees the same thing doesn't necessarily matter as much as everybody's brain is triggering the exact same way when they are having this sleep paralysis.
1: To me, it's not, I, it doesn't uh, persuade me necessarily that the, the scientists can't see um, the things happening to the people at the time. Because to me, entities oftentimes those energies you know don't always reveal themselves to you know the world. I mean, it might just be something that you can see in your brain. I also do think there's times when there you know I don't necessarily know that every instance of sleep paralysis or sleep disorders are always paranormal, um, but I do think there are times when i mean you hear these stories about. People that, you know, again, see the same thing or, you know, experience these these manifestations um, that I just it's hard for me not to think that there's not something else going on, um, especially well, as it relates to shadow people and and all the other things going on.
0: Just like last time, the question uh, about Jack the Ripper left you susceptible to lose that poll. Uh, This time, the wording of the question leaves me very open to lose this poll, because can it? That means that if you believe one time that it is paranormal, that all the other time, I mean, it doesn't matter all the other times. So I could say anything. But what really I want to do in this episode is make people aware, bring attention to it. And I I want to have an open discussion about it where we can um, feel like this is something that we can, that we can discuss. I Mm -hmm. mean that we can.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, So I just, I just feel that there is enough scientific evidence to prove that it is horrifying, but not necessarily paranormal in itself. Um, If there were times when they caught a spirit or, if they had, um, if there was ever a time when they were able to get a picture of somebody in mid-flight, like they might have, or or whatnot. By the way, the leg moving—that was um, one of the times where it's an outer body experience. Um, even though it's just the leg, that still is that sensation, that that hallucination. Um, so, I mean. I feel the stories are super creepy. I get, <laughs> I get totally scared by them. But it is what it is to me. Mm-hmm. So, how would you rate all of this overall? We didn't do individual ones because yeah. I wasn't debating individually. So,
1: no, I think it's more of an overall concept. So, yeah. uh, I give it an, I give it an eight. I mean, just listen. After talk, I may have been more like a six or seven, but after talking to Amanda and how she feels about it, um, it just and reading all these stories, it just really moved my my number up um, for that. How about you?
0: Uh, I'm going to give it a one, which is high for me, (laughs) (laughs) Um, only because of how creeped out I feel about the whole concept itself. I still do not believe, you know, it to be paranormal ever but i will give it a one (laughs) in that i'm agnostic in that idea that i don't know for sure because there's no evidence to to support the paranormal okay all right so that would bring us into the closing arguments yes the closing arguments is our one chance or our last chance to convince you to vote our way in the polls. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep each other honest because, as you all know, Rebecca tends to uh, fabricate stuff when it comes to time. So
1: Well, I don't know about fabricating, <laughs> but would I go over time? Probably.
0: There you go. <laughs> so, Rebecca, I have one minute on my cell phone to time okay. you. Are you ready to go? I am. All right. And let's go now.
1: All right. So I do believe that sleep paralysis can be paranormal. Uh, It is something that seems to be a part of humanity that has been around for a long time. Um, there are creatures or I don't know about demons, but, you know, could be that um, could be different things out there um, that cause this that have been around humanity for a long time. And it continues to this day. And, you know, there may be a several, there might be a couple different categories, but it is amazing how similar the stories are. That is something that you see with the research, people going, oh my gosh, that's exactly like me. And I don't see how that could be if there isn't something outside of us that is leading to this. Doesn't mean that the scientific description of what happens to the body isn't true. It's the question of what is causing that to happen to our bodies and our minds.
0: All right. Done. That is it. All right.
1: All right. Are you ready, sir?
0: Yes. I think I have a lot to say in one minute.
1: Okay. You ready?
0: Yes. Let's All do right. this.
1: And go.
0: Okay. So Rebecca talks about how the similarities uh, can mean something. These are things that are instincts that are brought within us from prehistoric times that we uh, experienced uh, in a maybe a different light, maybe when we were... Neanderthals, maybe before that, Um, but this is the idea that uh, we have fears that are already put in us when we're born. We all have that jump out of bed moment when we feel like we're falling. That's the same kind of thing. Sleep paralysis has been studied. Sleep paralysis has been proven to be a clinical thing. It is definitely more behavioral based, so there's not as much uh, evidence about it, but there is evidence. There is evidence that the brain actually produces things, and it acts on different ways. The serotonin level and melatonin level when you go to sleep also have an effect on you.
1: All right. Do you need an extra fifteen seconds?
0: No, I am good.
1: You're good. Are you sure? I it am felt like you good. had more.
0: I could. I could talk about it all day long. <laughs> uh, although it scares me, and uh, I. We'll make sure that I change my underwear after this um, because this is a really freaky thing.
1: It is. I, In fact, listeners, we mentioned about how you can call in or email us your stories. Mm-hmm. Definitely send us your uh, sleep paralysis stories so we can freak Pat out more.
0: No, we don't need to freak Pat out any more than he is freaked out.
1: Info at ghostlypodcast.com, 630-448-2138. Send us those stories. Let's freak him out.
0: You know, maybe what freaks me out the most is that this is actually something that has been proven to occur. It just the cause of it has not been proven. But maybe that's what freaks me out the most is that this is something real, Mm. some terror that we really feel. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Um, As always, please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. If you've been listening to us and doing that, your friends and family are probably really sick of hearing about
1: Ghostly. (laughs) But
0: keep pushing because eventually you're going to wear them down and we will get another listener. You might not have the same relationship with your friend or family member, but we will get another listener.
1: Well, no, it'll be better because now you can talk about the episodes and debate them amongst yourselves, just like you and I do.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And what else do you have to do right now? We would do this even if there wasn't a a ghostly podcast, we would still have our own debates about ghost stories.
1: Yeah. I was going to say like what we hear, what you hear in the podcast is just a fraction of our conversations.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So remember May 8th, we are doing a we are doing Chicago's Paranormal Panel, which is a concept that me and Bob came up with, mm-hmm. and uh, it, Ursula is going to be on it. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Nick Mataragas says that he's interested, even though he, he's in the description, as uh, being the moderator. right now he's currently interested in it. He's not necessarily going, but <laughs> maybe at some point we can convince him to switch that over.
1: Maybe. Um, It's going to be on YouTube. So YouTube, May 8th, 8 o'clock. Be there, be square.
0: YouTube.com slash ghostlypodcast. Or you can click a link over on our site. It's right up on the banner. You'll see the little YouTube logo. Just click on that. Bam. Takes you right over there. Mm -hmm. So our next episode is going to be something very special and something that we decided to do uh, every so often. We're not going to do it all the time. But you know what? You guys deserve your own stories. You guys deserve to be able to tell us what stories you want to hear. And we are going to be doing a listener choice episode. Now, that'll come out on May 13th. And some of the things you need to keep in mind is voting is going to be only with Ghostly Society on Facebook because Facebook has limited our ability to put polls on, our, on, on the Facebook on page. On the main
1: page, yeah.
0: Because of the elections coming up. They feel that somehow this will interfere with the elections. Um, I don't know how Ghostly would interfere with the elections, but that's what they're saying. So we are forced to put it on Ghostly Society. So head on over to Facebook and just do a search for Ghostly Society and you will find us. Become a member. We've been having such a great time over there. We have two hundred and thirty members now and that they are so great. Yes, there's never of, any fighting, never no. any bickering. We all just have never fun.
1: fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Lots of good stories. Like we, you know, we share stories here, but there's a lot of stories on there. Yeah. So yeah, definitely you should it. And check you get out. to
0: interact with other listeners too, which is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will be posting that up within a week or so mm-hmm. where you can vote on what the next episode's gonna be. Uh, we will list out maybe four, uh, ideas that we've, Mm -hmm. that we've been having and you guys will choose. Yep. So it's up to you. Scary. And if the episode's no good, it's your fault.
1: Totally. That's, (laughs) that's how
0: I like to look at it then. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have anything else to add?
1: No, that sounds good.
0: Uh, how have your Rebecca's creepy bedtime stories been going?
1: I think good. It's yeah. uh, it's fun to read uh, creepy. Uh, you know Edgar Allan Poe, Lovecraft, uh, Robert Browning. Um, you know, just gonna keep looking for those old time creepy ghost stories.
2: Um, yeah.
1: that are super fun. It's fun to read. Lots of language that I have to pronounce. It's uh, Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. I always get a kick out of, you know, <laughs> y- you actually stopping before a word. That's yes. something I do. Yeah. Not, not the great Rebecca <laughs> with her storytelling abilities. Mm. Um, but until next time, stay ghostly.
1: Bye.